It's uh, December 4th, 2012. What? From Pedro's show.
Pedro show at the Love Grotto here on the Pleasure Point. Brother Matt, how are yeah, you doing? Excellent. Everything is good. Yeah. We uh, started the show off with John Coltrane doing I Want to Talk About You. Uh, and then Sawako doing It's Not on Purpose. Uh, Brother Matt, we're not alone. No. no. We have the mostly silent visitor. How's it going? Hassan, of course. Hello there. But we have somebody who's got actually. Uh, 
You know what? You can put that down. I figured, yeah, I could hear it kind of going rumbling. <laughs> we got it set sure. up pretty strong for you, Abby. Okay, cool. We got Avi Buffalo, our guest on. Welcome aboard. Joining me and Brother Matt here on Watt for Pedro Show. Happy yeah, to be here. Really happy to be here. Yeah. Your voice is strong. Oh. <laughs> you don't have to have that thing okay. I can tell. Uh, right now, it. Avi's getting ready for his uh, upcoming jam that's going to happen in the next hour. Cool. Uh, he's got a little dance he's going to do with some pedals, it looks like here, brother. Cool, man. yeah, get the setup. Assistant. Maybe you don't even need a guitar. Sometimes it feels <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, Abby, how long have you been making music now? Uh, I th- it's coming to be about 10 years in the in the formal sense. About. But you just turned 21, right? Just turned 22. 22. It's intense. Oh, my, and a boo-hoo. Yeah, <laughs> 22. So you started at 12 in a formal sense. Mm-hmm. I was like almost 13, just about. Okay. It was yeah, it was fun. I started playing. It was guitar. I had just picked one up. I'd taken like. This is over in Long lesson. Beach. Yeah, in Long Beach. I took like one guitar lesson a couple years before and didn't like it because the guy just wanted to teach me how to play like uh, skip to my Lou with an A7 or something. It was just kind of boring, and then. I, I picked it up a couple oh, years why later. Why did you want to? Why did you want to do guitar? I think it was because I always heard it when I was really young. Like I was the music I was, I was probably you know exposed to was a lot of acoustic guitars and a lot of guitars, you know, and Beatles and like then like a lot of Paul Simon for some reason too, which is really good. Just very like intricate guitar work and really pretty guitar work. So around twelve came up and you asked your pop, your ma, hey, can I get a guitar? What they say, if you're going to get one, you're going to have to learn? Well, there was one just hanging around, and, and like... Oh, you mean at your pad? Yeah, it was like a... It was like a... My, um... An uncle... An uncle that I never met, actually. And I... It was, like, hanging around, and I just started... I think I figured out how to play, like, the melody of, like, Ode to Joy or something. I was like, oh, this is pretty fun. And then, then my parents asked me if I wanted lessons, so I was I was stoked on it. I went But the dude was it. a dick. Just wanted to skip to my loo. Oh, the first dude that I ever... That was like two years before, and I had taken like one lesson, learned two chords, and put it down after like a day. He and killed your whole desire. No, no, no. That was like before I even had a desire for it, kind of. Oh, you mean you took lessons? I had, yeah. I'm kind of screwed up on the oh, timeline. Oh, well, I, I took, I took. The uncle I tried donates taking, the guitar. Yeah. Your parents say, hey, you want to play that? You want to take lessons? No, no, no. First it was, ah. first it was two years before that. I was probably like, like maybe 11, 10 or 11, probably 11 actually. And I tried taking one lesson with some dude with, on a different guitar, and it was... Oh, really? It was... I don't even know what happened to that one, but it was kind of it was kind of weird, and then I didn't touch it, but then I had that... Maybe that was in the back of my mind, like, oh, I could pick that up again. Yeah. And then, like, two years later, I picked it up again, and I figured started figuring stuff out on my own, and I was finding out what I wanted to... What I wanted to do, play, or something, whatever that was. And then, from there on, then, then I really knew that I had something I was, like... I was loving that I was like I want to do this and like take it farther and get lessons now in a in a certain in a different way and like then I then I got lessons after that for another teacher second teacher mm-hmm. yeah and that was this guy named Michael Piccolo and he was like a young college student he taught me like a couple this is things. in Long Beach mm-hmm. yeah. yeah he taught me like a couple chords and and like some scales that I could actually start improvising like the blues scale pretty much yeah so that was like my start was like. I was getting really stoked on being able to like 
not just learn a song, but to have like tools that you can like to learn the song is is an important thing, but also to to have like tools to apply to your own like creation over someone else's song or making your own and that kind of thing. And I got I was into Zeppelin. What you mean, and, like uh, like improvising? I think most on their tune, but like re uh, yeah. Yeah, figuring like, it to your own way. Yeah, and I think okay. like rock and roll and like more exciting stuff to me like was like you know Hendrix and Zeppelin was like like amazing to me, and I had never really heard that from when I was growing up. But there was like just like those kinds of lead players, and Jimmy Page and stuff, and that's what I wanted. So I was like, that's what I was really like pining after, like wanted, really wanting to like play and know how to play that kind of stuff. But on the acoustic, on this uncle's guitar, you didn't have start, an electric yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would go to another music store. I would go to a music store in Long Beach called Maury's Music, and I would... Oh, yeah. Like, you know, yeah, remember that place? And it, it's still there. They just sell mostly classical stuff, because okay. Guitar Center, of course, is and it destroyed their electric... But I would go in, go in there to the, big, the amp room and plug in all these funny boss pedals, and go, whoa, distortion, and, and, I, and that was how... Because you never had them at home. Yeah, and then eventually I did, but that was my start. I was like, yeah, I knew that that was... Just going in the store and checking it out. Mm-hmm, yeah, I just stayed there for hours, probably bugging the, bugging the shit out of the employees, but they were nice enough there to let people hang out and play. Would you, were, you, were you recording? Were you writing? Recording any of your compositions or, or treatments? Then I, I would come up with a couple ideas, but I didn't really start recording then. I was mostly just getting my chops up as... It was just about... Trying to learn off records. Yeah, totally. Okay. Just trying to copy... Let's go. Let's do some music.
Under a notice that reads Have you seen this child? And she nurses one tea for an hour In the cafeteria 
Watching the truck drivers blind their fried eggs with the cutlery And English murder, it's all over her face Just waiting until the right time, the wrong lay-by There'll be a photograph With a bad 1970s fringe and a look of uncertainty Years later you'll know the name But not where you know it from And they've emptied the terraced row With compulsory purchases Reasoning that they'd make more from the ground With the people gone So he shuffles the half a mile to the nearest post office When lads push into the queue he pretends he's not noticed them And English murder, it's all over his face A low enough cold snapper, high enough gas bill you'll skim the epitaphs and you'll possibly notice his name like somebody's you knew from school there'll be an off the peg verse where sad has been rhymed with dad Houses in which they've invested their city bonuses Have increased the property prices and therefore the homelessness There's scabby grey anti-climb paint and withdrawn amenities In case socialising promotes anti-social behaviour the place the bunches of flowers in pedestrian precincts your average psychopath at least kills with a hammer or brick not with greed and incompetence and after two or three years may even express remorse
speaking, as complex as a protoplasm, as machines operating at their uttermost efficiency, we humans have such pitifully limited use. And when our workings go a clunker, whoa! When all we are is a pathetic waste of cells, how can you blame the directors of the factory for taking us out back and stepping on us?
two men are in love. When two men are in love. Right on target. Yeah. Right on target. Pedro show. Uh, there was a bunch of music there. Started it off with something from Avi Buffalo. Truth sets it. That's off your first album, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Then we heard Laugh Track by Mau Mau's. That's uh, Rick Wilder's most recent. He's been around since the old days. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Uh, 70s. He had a band uh, called Berlin Brat. Never heard of it. Yeah. It was old punk uh, Hollywood scene. Mm-hmm. And then Mau Mau's. And he's still got the band going. You should oh, check him out. I will. Uh, 
Lover Man by uh, Pat Motion. That's got Petra singing. He unfortunately passed away from cancer. She was, he was a very good friend of Pat's. Petra Hayden? Yeah. Oh, wow. <clears throat> then we heard uh, something off the new Deerhoof album, Zero Seconds Pause. Good one. Yeah, wild yeah, band. Then Silent Machine by Cat Power, her new album, Sun, Sean. She might be playing here soon, I think. Oh, sweet. She's on tour. Then uh, Alan Moore with The Decline of English Murder. Alan Moore, V for Vendetta. Huh? Watchmen. Oh, okay. He's the guy who wrote oh, those yeah, stories. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the man. Yeah. Anonymous. Mm-hmm. The mask. Yeah, Guy Fawkes. Guy Fawkes, that's right. Mm-hmm. That was last month. That's him singing there. Uh, and then uh, Trip to Ireland by Beat Express. That's some kids in uh, England who are challenged. And Brother Sam, you know, with Cuz, mm-hmm. he says, uh, music helps these cats. My other things don't yeah. in life. Music reaches them and brings them happy, makes them connect. And it's about this tune's about a trip they made to Ireland. Oh. Uh, then uh, something from the uh, last tour, a band we played with in Portland. They were called uh, Divers and a song called Brothers. They were good. And uh, It was the kickoff? That's where you I think the first one was Ballard. I think Portland was second. Ballard's like the north part of uh, Seattle. And then Use by Spielgusher. Richard Meltzer's town now is Portland. But he's too sick to see me. He had a flu. Oh, bunk. Yeah, he goes on too. has been coughing. Bad cough. Cold, Cold trip. And uh, uh, Christmas parade. Huh? We were here. Dirk's pad. Oh, yeah. Cool. Safari in the, it kind of sprinkled, you know, but uh, the downpour at least waited for the last. Oh, that's cool. Is it all right? Cool. Guys with the crosses, of course. <laughs> you know, not part of the parade, but kind of part of the parade, right? <laughs> <laughs> also, they were at the front of the parade, too. You know, they, they love a crowd. They just true? love it. But uh, I guess these cats living above his sh- shop. Uh, one young man uh, gives me a CD. Here's my new album, what? And it's called Some Days, and here's a song off there called I, I, I. Some ladies, too, were, were playing the third hour called The Fly Traps gave me their tape. Oh, bitching. Yeah. And uh, Randy Stadola was there. He's brought back the Alley Cats. Yeah. I'll play some next show. Oh, it sounds cool. good. Uh, Barilli's on drums. Yes, I just but, saw that. Yeah. Oh, and finally, The Hags. Uh, when two men are in love, something live. That God, what was his name? Bob Dead, Mark Dead. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, he passed away in the nineties. But they were a trippy band. I saw them on a, a, a YouTube's got these Wally George. Remember that oh, yeah, cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on, he was on the <laughs> he show. Like Pre Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of, Wally George was married six times. Wow. Yeah. I was looking up his stuff, but I saw, yeah, the fucking, yeah, the hags. They were intense, man. Well, did they play it on Wally George? Well, it was like kind of like, you're a disgusting, disgusting, right? Disgusting guest. I think he was playing, and you know how dudes worked him up? And they're almost like he was in on it, you know? I don't know. I like I remember seeing El Duce on there. Duce was on there, yeah. <laughs> A lot of cats were, and it was on kind of that level, like how uh, disgusting, you know. I think Mark had a, I think 
that's his name, was his name, Mark Dead, and he had a plan, like, <laughs> we got to lower the population, you know, and then, so, of course, Wally George is going off on that. <laughs> I guess he passed away in the early 2000s, Wally George. His daughter was that actress. Uh, yeah, a few daughters. Yeah, Rebecca. Yeah, goes look on Wikipedia, you know. <laughs> Some of those cats, they fade from your memory, and then all of a sudden... You know, you see it, it's like, yeah, I remember, uh, remember he was like on an Orange County UHF station. Yeah, yeah, Channel 52 <laughs> or 56 or something like that. K-O-C-E yeah, yeah. or something. Uh, sorry to annoy you get all caught up in that shit. <laughs> we're all, me and Brother Matt, we're taking a little stroll down memory lane. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, actually, we're coming on the end of the first hour, the November 12th, or, or November, December 4th. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, 7 4, 2012 edition of Watford Pedro Show. Hang tight for hour two. More with our guest, Abby Buffalo. December 4th, 2012. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
Well, I'm getting tired well, And you're getting great Let's run for it, dear Down Oregon Way You've damn near gone blind
from Pedro Show. Started off the second hour with uh, something from Avi Buffalo. Where's your dirty mind? Isn't there supposed to be a question mark there? No? Yeah, I think I, I might have, like, I don't know if I put it on the track listing or not. Okay. I might have left it off on purpose. Or and then we heard, yeah, interesting song. Thanks. I mean, this is... <laughs> This is the first album. This is after you put together a band. So we're talking years from this, just uh, reworking stuff off people's records, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a few years after. I mean, a few years. Yeah. We'll get to it in a second. I'll yeah. read off the tunes here. The, yeah. After that, something brand new from Jack Grisham, TSOL singer. He's got a oh, cool. band called The Manic Low, and that's a brand new album. Paul Rosser recorded. He used to play with his nephew. Called really? Yeah. Wow. First called Choked Out in a Candy Store. Then we heard uh, Schmegmashong by the Dippers. The Dippers got the same drummer, John Maloney, that's also in Thurston Moore's uh, Chelsea Light mm. movie. John Maloney. They want to come to town sometime in the spring. John Maloney, Thurston uh, Moore, and uh, who's the guitar man? Keith Wood. And they want to go to Casa Hanzo Pizzas. Oh, nice. And Thurst wants to play bass and have me you know, stumble around on the guitar and he oh. wants to do this thing called instant songwriting where you just come up with the tunes. He won't call it improvising, mm. but yeah, instant songwriting. <laughs> okay, that so that's the proj. God damn. The name, the name eludes me. It's from a Richard Meltzer poem. Oh yeah, Fatal Jack Off on the Moon. That's the name of the proj. And then we heard uh, Burn, Don't Run by Excelsior. Got Excelsior, of all the names. And uh, that, that Burn, Don't Run, it's actually a, a it's, well, you heard it. It's, it's a mixture of Telstar and Burning Up, hmm. Uh, hmm. which is what, uh, what do they call it with the Vs? Venturis? Ventures? Oh, the Ventures, yeah. No, 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 Telstar. And then Burning yeah. Up's Madonna. That's oh, what they okay. mixed. Burn Go Runner. No, no, maybe that's not Telstar. That's Walk Don't Run, right? Yeah. Right band, though. Okay. I think Barilli's Pop played drums a lot of years for Ventures. Yeah. Not the original cat, but fill her in. Um,. Death Rites in Oregon after that by Hounds of the Wild Hunt. Hounds of the Wild Hunt actually opened for us on the first gig of the tour oh. in Ballard at Tractor Tavern. That's what it was called. And then uh, the Blood Train Cows, they're out of Santa Fe, New Mexico. It's got Greg Turner from the Angry Samoans. And uh, the song called A New Theorem, which makes sense because he teaches uh, math there at the oh. university. Yeah. And then in Greek, <laughs> K-R-I-J-T, Greek. It's a Dutch. <laughs> so it's got to be about 99% in the throat there. By GFR. And then Frisha with Abominable Love. Have you heard these cats? They're a synthesizer groove, mm. trip psyche. Yeah, and I think they're from the Val here. I've been playing their stuff. Mr. Tom turned me on to them. And finally, Toys That Kill with I Don't Want to Be Around. Now, Toys That Kill, I get to play with them Saturday. Yeah, uh, the lot across the, from the Sacred dinosaur. Grounds on yeah. 6th Street. Yeah, I think we play at 5 o'clock, but the event goes from 1 to 8. Danny Lou's putting it on. He was on the show yeah. last week with his son. I saw his son play Saturday night at Harold's. 
uh, he was doing drums for uh, Pastelevision, uh, which has really got a thing on uh, the Wipers, and they even covered a Wipers song, Close to the Edge. Yeah. He's doing good. He's 16 years old, Jacob. Cool, Jacob Rocks. Smoking it up. And I think he's going to open up that gig with Kid Kevin and the band uh, Kid oh, Little. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, uh, be a good Kid time. Kevin's got a studio here, uh, Cali Mucho. He lives in the old Peg mm-hmm. Manor with uh, Raul. Oh, cool. They turn that into a whole bunch of pads and they do t shirts out of there, the whole thing. And yeah, during day- daytime, Kevin's a uh, teacher, like Brother Matt. Oh, okay, cool. That's a cool way to use that empty lot with the rusty dinosaur. With the rusty dinosaur, right. But it's got grass now. Cool. Because I think because of the rain. Maybe a little park. And I went to the Annex when oh. I was at Dirk's to uh-huh. look at the parade. I got actually pulled in there by people. Oh, yeah, cool, cool. Did you get to talk to Alan? Did you meet him? There were some ladies who work uh-huh. with him. And also, <laughs> what's his name? James Allen. Oh, yeah. His brother was there. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. So it's a cool new layout? It, it, yeah, it's on the side now, the uh-huh. stage. Yeah, you probably don't won't know what we're talking about. No, we're talking about trying to get music happening in Pedro. It's kind of hard. Yeah. Oh, I found out why the Trife Arts Festival ended. Oh. The guy died in that wheelchair. Oh. Yeah, those people. He was kind of at war with them. Oh. The art community is divided. He was a big funder. Beyond, uh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 something in the fall after that show. Because oh. I met him at that show. He was in his little chair wheeling around. Oh. This one was by the water. Mm-hmm. The yeah, one before it was over on 6th Street. Yeah. He used to put on festivals. Yeah, because yeah. it's hard. The, the underground here in Pedro has to be underground because uh, we don't get to play any reindeer games. You know? <laughs> what do you mean? When it co- well, when there are city gigs here at Point Furman and stuff. It's not the underground bands. It's a, Well, there's a closed club. <laughs> I know, yeah, man. It's weird. It's like that in Long Beach, too. It's like it. anywhere. Humans yeah, yeah. like to organize into yeah. their little uh, yeah. good old boy clubs, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun. Nice, nice safe picks. But at least you get to keep them. <laughs> nice safe picks. At least you keep, get to keep the, your own. Like, well, there's the other thing, too, and, man. If any farmer would tell you, if you want a good crop, you use a lot of manure. So, hmm. so keep it coming. <laughs> so we're going to have this gig here, Danny Lou's putting on, and Todd's going to play Toys That Kill, and, and me and my missing man, not doing opera, but just doing songs, and a bunch of other pe- that bands, too, Pedro bands. Yeah. It's a... Uh, Dave, we were talking about him last week. Mm-hmm. He's a guy, a motivator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets yeah. things happening. Yeah. He's a good cat. Good. Good. Town. Long yeah. history of making shit happen. Yeah. So, uh, getting back to you're just jamming and stuff, and uh, you, uh, you're you into uh, Jimmy Page and Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Totally. And West Montgomery was. And West Montgomery. That was about the same. Yeah. There. <laughs> that was cool. That was a whole different like thing that was like somebody. Gave me a smoking at the half note. Yeah, Milton Kelly on piano and stuff, and I think it's Paul Chambers on bass. Yeah, and the, Mr. PC. There's yeah, Coltrane's so. yeah, yeah. I love it. But yeah, it was rad. That yeah, that it was record. Incredible basses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Milton Kelly's amazing too. I mean, all of them. All yeah. It's like yeah, any, that's a cool thing about jazz. So you what you just stumbled? Somebody brought you those records. You somebody know, I like could rec- see Led Zeppelin and uh, Jimi Hendrix. You know, they were more like for young people and stuff. But mm-hmm. getting turned on to jazz, how did that happen? I think Wes Montgomery might have been the first one, kind of. I mean, he might have been the first yeah, jazz guitarist. Yeah, but how did get over to, to you? Uh, just this guy I knew named named Josh. Your gave age? A CD. No, he was like twenty eight. Older family friend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you're listening to these other guitar players. Why don't you check out this man? He was like that. Yeah, he was like, oh, this record, and then I. Okay. I just loved that, and then that changed. I mean, I was going off ear a lot of the time. Yeah. 
I mean, I had some theory, but I had a lot of, still do have a lot of holes in the theory. Yeah. So mixed between the ear and a little bit that, that I knew. And I, and West, the cool thing about Wes Montgomery is that he's, kind of, he's a blues player and he's also a ear player. Yeah. So there were riffs that you can pick up from him that are like more intuitive and technical and are real and really beautiful because they were so natural. So I came to really like that. And John Coltrane kind oh, of you came found after, out about him too. Yeah, it kind of came. Where'd you out find after, out about Nels Klein? Through Wilco, which is interesting. The way that like I think about Nels's role in Wilco, my love for Wilco when I was really young. I was like into a couple record, like two records they made like intensely. And basically everything. I was pretty obsessed. But Yankee Tell Foxtrot and A Ghost Is Born are the ones I got into. And afterwards, I think, after A Ghost Is Born tours, when Nels joined. Yeah. So that was like, that was when I, I just was like, oh, this guy Nels Klein, this is crazy. And I, like, I was surfing the web and clicking on little links to side projects. Because they're that, a Chicago band, you know. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. Cause, but Nels actually a SoCal guy, but you right. didn't know. And yeah, Long when Beach, I found out he was. What, was well, like, what about... Oh, you mean the banging gigs at uh, the Piazzas? Mm-hmm, yeah, first time. I mean, the first time I saw Nels was this weird thing. This place, the Eel Corral. Yeah. In off Melrose, when sure. it still existed, and it was like a noise set he did with this guy Jeremy Drake, which was really really cool. Yeah. And then saw Banyan, and then it was like whoa, and saw you playing, and it was. But like, it comes out of you listening to Wilco. Yeah, and it really okay. it, yeah. I gotta and, thank uh, Mr. Tweedy then for. Yeah, for sure. I mean that that guy made me think about writing songs, like kind of. Of my own, it was like the first thing I heard that was a blend between stuff I heard from forty years before and things that were totally new on those records. And Jim O'Rourke produced, and that that, yeah. that stuff really blew my mind. And so that got me into like thinking of like, oh, here's this medium, like of songwriting, and like different things you take different things from different people for different like different ideas of how you make sure. a song. Sure, Alec Cart. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. are you uh, recording at this point in your mm-hmm. life? Yeah. Original songs? You're starting mm-hmm. to write songs? Yeah, I'm writing a What ton. about putting together a band? Uh, Were you I got, at that point yet? Well, oh, at, the, oh, at this point, back then. Uh, uh, yeah, I basically, well, it was weird. I started out writing songs, and then first I was in that band with my friend Dylan Wood, and we were called Monogram, so he thought that was neat, and he lived off a street called Monogram. And it so was that's just the like first band you ever were? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was like wah pedals and fun, you know, it was a, it was a jamming, and it was a very improv-based and I kind of wrote songs really quick, and uh, it was good. It was really loud, and yeah. I was like, was I just wasn't. A duet? It was a trio. We had a, we had alternating bass players, but it was first. It was this guy Baron who was really good. He's like a guitar buddy of mine, and he played guitar and bass. And then uh, then a guy named Nathan Eckhouse, and all that, all that kind of rotating rotated around to like another dude too. But me and Dylan, the Dylan's the drummer, had a really good like really strong bond. Just like I don't know, all of us would just no matter what we just get in a room and just want to crank it up and play for like three hours straight on. Which is you didn't end up with these guys. Well, I still know them and still play with them, but then I I wanted to do my own thing. I started recording just by myself, um, just for fun with like a computer mic and this program called Audacity that you can download for free. Sure, it's open source. Yeah, and that was fun. And then I like was discovering weird stuff with recording on my own acoustically but then like doing stuff like i'd record without headphones because i didn't even i'd overdub without headphones because i didn't even like realize what you know what what would happen or feedback i had no concept of it but then it would be like i would notice it but then i would kind of like the way the reflections of the sounds would come out again and then interesting double tracking stuff and i was just kind of going off my intuition and that was when i was like finding out like oh there's this world of 
when you record, it's like this interesting, like finality, but you have like complete control over it, which is really, it's really lucky, I guess. Different a gig. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. So I like that. And then I started putting together, I got asked to put those on my But what space. you do with these guys, this mm-hmm. is before the Ivy Buffalo yeah, band, yeah, the monogram, monogram band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of jamming. Yeah, well, there were songs, but there'd be like solo sections. There'd be like a lot of them, and it'd be and when there weren't, it was just very loud and very loud. <laughs> right, we weren't but really was jamming and improvising. Yeah, yeah, we weren't really. Well, we're going to give you a chance to do that now with Brother Matt here. Cool, let's do it. In the spin cycle. Yeah. Okay. Come on, baby, and play that song. Come on, baby, baby, baby.
Thank you very much, Brother yeah, Matt. Cool, thank you. Yeah. Uh, guest jammer, yeah, co- that was great. Conspirator collaborator, Avi Buffalo on yeah, guitar. That was fun yeah, mixing man, you were working all that stuff. I don't think you anyone too. says nails. Nails is all, all that gear there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's nuts with it. But yeah, that was cool the way you were. Uh, but he plays mixing. that little acoustic backpacker. Yeah, I want to hear that. Do you guys have that somewhere? All it's the shows on, are online. Right. What year yeah. is that? TWFPS.com. Well, just do uh, do a Google search. Do site, mm-hmm. S-A-T-E, colon, TWFPS.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's Klein in quotes. And you'll find the different ones with them, yeah. You'll see the... I like that boat interview you did with them. <laughs> right, on the way up San Francisco. Oh, cool. Was that worth Right. Probably it was since tweet interview. You're talking about it riding in the boat or yeah. on the boat with Brother Matt. I think you and Tally. I were literally in a boat. Yeah, we were, we were. Skipper Jeff. Yeah. Skipper Jeff took us That's out cool. to the harbor. Yeah. That's sweet. Actually, I did one where the boat was tied up and never moved. <laughs> but we did one where the boat actually moved. But then there was one with Nels Klein. Yeah. The drive up to San Francisco. Me and him talked oh. the whole way. It's okay, an interview on one of these Watt from Beaver. Yeah, he's like talking about his Volvo and stuff. That's right. Yeah. And uh, actually... I think there's a Mitsubishi or something that he abandoned. The tour just beat it up. You know? Whoa, yeah. Let it go. <laughs> That's amazing. Let it go. That's a cool story. I think somewhere in Oregon or something. Whoa. It's like, well, somewhere. Somewhere. Like place for this. <laughs> uh, so, Brother Matt was laying out them grooves for you, and what were you thinking? Well, it was it was intense. Was, I was it like, like monogram? No, it was very different. It was More cool. quiet? Yeah, I like yeah, I like that kind of thing. I like the the mixing, the levels in and out is really neat, and the drops cool. you're doing. So cool, I was trying yeah. to play to that and trying to make some layers. Sometimes not always doing, trying to watch my lead junkie thing and trying to kind of my guitar player syndrome and trying to kind of do some layers yeah. to blend in too. Cool. Some people get scared. Remember who we have? We had uh, Lara Meyerratten. Who's an incredible mm-hmm. musician, but doesn't do what is, improvising. What does she play? So we put her in a situation with an organ or something. Cool. And she froze up. And she got scared. I'm the opposite way. Yeah. Although I, I get Everybody's scared too. Everybody's different, but I keep, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, I notice a lot about classical players. Sometimes they, or people you need music need in structure. front of them, right? Yeah. Although I have a, a cousin who'd played cello his whole life, and then he went to he went to college. Learned little, took up some piano classes and started teaching himself little glass pieces. Yeah. And then he transferred. He had this ability to improvise on the piano. He transferred it over to the cello, okay. which was really cool. I was yeah. stoked on that for him. And, sounded, and he sounded really good doing it because he was using all these old. If you if you can do both, you can ingest like that the Bach or whatever it is you've learned and actually put that into your improvisation. And that's like my favorite kind of my favorite kind of thing. Yeah, I think getting influenced from something else totally yeah. different. Yeah, eating Bounce somebody else's notes. Yeah. And yeah, then, like spitting it back out. It didn't seem like you were too afraid. It seemed like you yeah, not at all. A little tepid at first to the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were some ins and outs. I felt like that's all right. Man. That's how it you didn't know it was coming, brother Matt. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. Pitches. It was fun though. I liked the level. Catcher was throwing him signs. Third base coach was throwing some signs. <laughs> <You> were <laughs> it's fun. Privileged to that. Yeah. Well, was, we're at the end was, of the second hour of the December four, two thousand twelve edition of Watford Pedro Show. And Brother Matt, along with our guest, Avi Buffalo. Hold tight for hour three. Not picking the right music or something. I think that that music all kind of worked cool. Was, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like when that, that, that the, the lady came in singing. Uh, who, who is that? that? That was Spongle. 
Oh, Spongle? I should introduce this. Uh, oh, that's December it. 4, 2012. <laughs> it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show. Hey, this is Mitch Mitchell from God of My Voices, and you better go get the latest release of Blind Pigeons Records, or I'm going to come and find you. I'm going to make you buy it. I'm serious.
with your kisses I know it's not allowed But you sure didn't seem to mind If you continue being so kind I don't think that I could stop trying I saw you out today Just walking back from some hot place Where you had robbed them dry Of t-shirts and some pre-made pie crust You made dessert that night And I could taste a robot's fist Oh, I can tell that you feel alive And I won't disturb you in your time of Taking your time with me Please tell me that I'm making you feel weary It's not the age I feel When by your Pedro Show, start off the third hour with Circus Fire doing Jewelry Tree. That's a... God, what's that label out of Lancaster, I think, in the middle of Pennsylvania? Pigeon, something pigeon. A great compilation they just put out. And great label. Damn it. That's so stupid. I'll get it for you next show, brother man. After that, we had... Um, Written in the Wind by Eiko Ishibashi. Eiko-san brought me this. This is not... She's Kobayashi, not Ishibashi. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what is Eiko-san, yeah. uh, <laughs> Ishibashi, this is a companion of um, Mr. Jim O'Rourke. Oh, sweet. And I think he's on this, right, playing? Yeah, oh, I thought cool. so. What is he playing on it? All sorts of stuff? Yeah, I think piano for sure, but she's a keyboard player also. Ishibashi? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, the, they used to have the, the farming family out there in Palos Verdes. That was a very famous yeah. one. Issei from a long time ago, 100 years ago. Yeah. What? Very, very fun. Famous. Uh, then we heard Summer Come by Avi Buffalo, but it's a weird version. Oh, which weird Just version? Just you by yourself. Some friend of yours, I think, videotaped you doing Oh, cool. It's not your band. But I want to get into your band. Mm-hmm. How did the Avi Buffalo band arise out of... Uh, your experience with Monogram and then uh, leaving that and going back to playing guitar by yourself. Yeah, I mean, I basically wanted to... I was having a lot of fun with a quiet... with a with a hot microphone and a quiet instrument, and that's what got me into... I was started recording stuff for Monogram just on my own and then bringing it in and play it live with them a little bit. And and then, like, that. that's that's how I got really interested in that kind of stuff. And I started just making my own songs. I was really hung up over a girl, so I just, like, started... Started doing that. And you write was, songs for a woman. Yeah. Okay. So that was neat. And then, and then I I got out. I put it on MySpace. And the way they they got they get shows these days is you put a song on MySpace and maybe or something like that or or Bandcamp now I guess whatever. And then 
someone hears it and asks you to, if you want to play a set. So I was like, well, okay, whoa, live. I've never thought about that. So I got together just a few friends with like percussion instruments, second guitars and keyboards. Just, just thinking, of, well, okay, what did I overdub? What do I need to get the songs across? Live. Mm-hmm. At a gig. Yeah. And then we played at this place in Long Beach called uh, Zephyr Vegetarian Cafe. Sure. It was put on by my friend Bill Cutt. We saw who's Calvin there. Calvin. Who's Calvin? K. Calvin K? That sounds familiar. Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson? Oh. K Records. Oh, Calvin K Records. Johnson. Oh, okay. That's tight. Yeah, I like no, a lot of K Street. stuff. That's mm-hmm. where it was. Yeah. Long, near the downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right the there. East, East Art Zone or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. The East Village Arts District. Yeah. That's a funny place. Funny concept, too. Kind of similar to, I think, what you've said a little bit about, like, like music scenes and like Pedro or any anywhere being like, oh, there's the official art scene and then there's like the one of yeah, it's that's actually the people. Yeah, distinctive trip over there in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not Pedro, it's not Orange County, it's not Hollywood, it's not South Bay, it's, it's totally its own deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Long Beach. Yeah. But yeah, that was where we played our first show and it was it was really fun. And my friend uh, Andrew Selleck, uh, who I play in a band with now called The Wild Bunch, and that's Adam Selleck, and that's Adam's brother. Yeah. And he played some guitar and some bass and then Everybody just kind of trade instruments then, um, and then uh, and it was acoustic. And it was put on by my friend Bill Cutts, who's also a really important figure because he was like the the guy that was like it was like oh you should come play a show of this stuff and I was I was really excited because he was like he's an old slightly older and like he had this thing called Starburst Crystal Ensemble and it was like this kind of freak folk type of thing and he was a really cool guitar player and really interesting like jumbled up kind of mixed between like like kind of like punk folk type of stuff and that was kind of the whole show was sort of weird stuff like that like there was this guy named John Till who like played a classical guitar but like took his shirt off and got on a chair and started doing weird you know like cool stuff yeah. like that and uh and then uh that was that was basically the start I played a couple more shows like that and then there was my friend Paul Marufus who's now in Oakland he's all into the he's a really smart dude and writer and he's into the Occupy thing he's getting really into Occupy anarchi- anarchist stuff which is interesting to talk to him about it's I, sometimes i take some and leave some and it's interesting but but he he put on an amazing show we were in high school named after his last name called maru fest and then uh that was like i played it with monogram and it was like they would he would do it biannually pretty much and so we uh or well i guess by month i don't know it depend but depending put on a few of them like spread them out so they'd be a big deal each time it happened and it was like, oh, Maroofest is going to come up, and I want to, like, I'm really stoked on this project. I want to put together, like, a live band. So I'd been working on a thing with my friend Joel Jasper, who is, like, a guitar player guy. And we were starting this thing called Artie Writer and the Get Crazy, just as kind of a funny thing. I was writing songs, like, oh, it's different than Monogram. It's a little cleaner, a little tighter, but it's, like, it's fun. And then a couple of those cats in that band rejoined their old band. Um, and so it was like, oh, I guess Artie Writer isn't happening. And then Joel, like backed me up and then we got together a couple other people I knew my friend Sheridan who I've played with since seventh grade my drummer um she's amazing really good and she's also really intense and uh we always shared like the the passion for not only rock music but also like getting into jazz improv and like stuff like that and like she's a huge Elvin Jones fan Art Blakey and all those types of people as well as Bonham and like all that stuff so she played and and uh keyboard player and Andrew Selleck played bass and and uh and we just like just went for it and then uh just played shows at played Marufest and that was that was it and then we just kept playing shows in LA um 
Okay. Eventually, you know, kept going. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll cetera, get cetera. later on to it. Yeah. But I just want to know how you started. Yeah, yeah. Are you, uh, in your own trip. Was this called Avi Buffalo? How did you get that mm-hmm. name? I was named it by my friend in middle school who was, like, named Isaac Cruz. And he was like, what if I was Isaac Lightning and you were Avi Buffalo? And we were just, like, best friends and we'd hang out and talk and talk about music and stuff like that. And then uh, uh, that was that was it. So it kept it, yeah. Okay, what do you think of these opera stuff? Third op, the your your music. Not just mine, because I've been getting some. For the next few shows, I'm going to play some of the stuff I got. Mm-hmm. Like this one here is a band from uh, Hawaii called Vodara Death Ray, and they did uh-huh. a 17-minute opera called uh, the Boss EP. We're going to play that right mm, now. Cool. Next show, I've got something from a guy in. Uh, Upstate New York, who did it's like 24 hours in the life of a hotel man all on base, and each part's mm. an hour. Wow, so there's 24 wow. parts. Wow, and after that, we got Paul Rosser's The Ark, which is his big opus from wow. teenage days. He's finally realized it. So, for the next three uh, shows, we'll have an opera each. So, cool. right nice. now, I'm going to play you The Bossy P by Vidara Death Ray.
Pedro Show. That was the Bossy P from uh, Madara Death Ray. 
from Hawaii. See, even there, there's a need. What island? Compose operas. I think it's Oahu. The Merch one. <laughs> but still, it's the yeah, islands. We there. a lot of music from there. You don't think it lives there? It's Taj Mahal. Yeah, yeah, Kauai. Right? Yeah, Kauai. Yeah, Kauai. Okay. Uh, my friends see him sitting on the beach playing a lot of times. He's on a oh. tour. He's playing some gigs on the mainland here. Taj Mahal, incredible guy. He's great. Know, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. Check out his music. He goes back to the 60s and yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. he's like a musical sweet, historian, sweet too. Oh, man. Something else. Like There's this trippy, talking about rock and roll things, it's something called the Rock and Roll Circus that Rolling Stones do. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's the one who opens it up. Uh, oh, well. He's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, they got blown away by the Who doing a quick one, so they never hmm. let it be released. Ah. But it's, you know, in the last few years it got released. It was made in 68 or 68. Yeah, total all-star game. Yeah, there's a jam with John Lennon and Keith Richard on bass, Yoko oh. Ono, and, uh, uh, God, who else? Eric Clapton? or <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of people there. jamming along. Yeah, all this stuff. Um, so, uh, the Avi Buffalo Band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, How, uh, it's doing gigs. It's going out of town. Uh, yeah, some label from out of town wants to do an album with you. Well, that was that happened an interesting way because I was I met this dude. We played a show and I met this guy named Aaron Embry. And here's where Aaron Embry comes into play. Uh, and he's an amazing piano guy. I didn't really know much about him or who he'd played with and stuff like that. But we played a show together at a place called Pear Space. I think you probably know Pear Space. Sure. Yeah, and like uh, at the old Filipino town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right in there on Glendale, and it was a. Uh, that was really fun. He was like, he was a really nice guy, kind of interesting, like hippie dude. I was like, oh, who's this guy? He seems like he, he's done a lot of drugs or something. But he's he's an amazing person, and we a uh, really amazing, smart guy, and and like loving person. And he just said, hey, you want to come and record just for fun, like your songs, and just go try something out. And so I went up, and we just started started messing around. And he was teaching me all sorts of stuff, and he just would set up a mic and be like, whoa, this is crazy. It was like home studio, but it was legit. And then we uh, we just started tracking. Actually, the summer come was the first song we I tracked with him, recorded with him, and that was that was the start of making the record. And it was weird, me and him messing around uh, on tracks and having different people come in to play on them. And and uh, around the time like the live band, we were like just like people people who were around to play with me then were just we were just going for it, just playing shows a lot. We played Mr. T's Bowl and. Uh, Arlo, the sound guy over there, sure. is a really cool dude, and he's still there. Even though they have new management, he's still there, which I'm really glad. I haven't played there in a while, but that place, Pear Space, just anywhere really to take us, whether it's Long Beach or L.A., they would just people would ask us. We never turned down a gig, which was the a little MySpace lesson I had learned from Nels reading that he learned a lot from never turning down a gig. So I was like, well, I want to learn a lot, so I'm never going to turn down a gig. And then that was yeah. it. so that was cool. And then just kept going. And then it, after doing a couple songs. Uh, I think Aaron had been, like, coincidentally or whatever, talking to uh, A&R guy from Sub Pop, and that guy had been, like, listening to my home stuff and been, you know, into it and then heard, saw that I that I posted up one of the ones I did with Aaron and, like, called him up and was like, hey, this is interesting, and, like, wanted to, was interested in putting it out or something. It was, like, very vague at the time, but it seemed like, well, they wouldn't, they, that's why they are calling kind of thing. And then... Uh, so we were just like, okay, we're make. Well, we kept. We just had, you know, half of the record track then, and just kept tracking, and then uh, all that, you know, the label mumbo jumbo and all that stuff, and all the like the waiting and all that kind of thing, and then uh, we just kept playing shows and 
did a little residency at the Echo and uh, in May 2009 or something like that, and then and then we just went on tour and after, straight out of high school, pretty much straight out of high school, just started started touring. But it was my it was weird. My senior year, I was recording with Aaron, and it was it was a trip. I didn't realize at first, but this guy played for played piano for uh, Elliot Smith and Jane's Addiction. Actually, at some point, he was like a session dude. Like I, I maybe I don't know if Perkins or uh, Perry Farrell like called him in to be a keyboard session guy. And he played with Willie Nelson, all sorts of stuff. So he was just like amazing keyboard player and awesome teacher. Like really like awesome light to be around. Even though he'd like played all these all these people and was so amazing at music, he was so so humble and so playful at the same time with how he made it and that was like really like was this whole new world to me it was like I didn't I had no other there I hadn't had a, I'd had mentors before like I had a really amazing mentor named Joel Weinberg who taught me a lot when I was like 14 15 I played at a blues club with him that was really formative for like two three years with him and a bunch of other older dudes like 50 foot plus type type guys well, that's a new story you didn't mention that before that was the that was really <laughs> sidecar yeah yeah sidecar side let's yeah. listen to some more music Don't know what it is 
Our For Pedro show, our last music. Uh, you just heard Five Kittens and an Old Dog by Hirataka Shimmy Simmons. Mr. Shimmy, a new solo mini album. And ahead of that was The Furious Harpy Followed Me Everywhere. This is a buddy of Nels's. Her name's a a Ava. Oh, Ava Mendoza. Yeah. She's Her, great. She's got a band called Unnatural Ways. She's really she's good. She's playing this weekend, but it's Where the at? same thing as this Pedro gig that I got to oh. do, so I can't see her. Oh, which one? What are you playing? We're week? playing Saturday here on 6th Street across from the uh, Sacred Grounds Coffee House in the open field. I talked about Danny Lou's getting him. The Missing Man? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, but not the opera, just songs. Oh, Sleep tight. tight by the Fly Traps. This is those ladies that gave me the tape last you know, a few days ago. Uh, Zombie Lover by Basho. And start off with Time Honored Tradition by Creamy Electric Santa. And the tradition is coming up for Creamy Electric Santa. Uh, Avi Buffalo, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. What would be your advice to a young person getting into music? Uh, I would say that just follow what you love and play, and like every day a lot. And uh, discipline is is important, but find the way to make discipline like I guess find the way to make discipline really fun, like whatever it is. I don't know. It's it's a it's a trip, but it's a balance, and sometimes. I don't know. Just kind of go for it and just love it. Try to play what you love, I guess. I don't know. There's all sorts of advice. Somebody... <laughs> that kind of covers it all. <laughs> yeah. Go for it, but be disciplined. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Be, okay. Have fun being disciplined. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Find the fun. I'm Brother super Matt, ADD, thank so. you so much for your always accentuating it a bit. A betting. Avi, once again, thanks for being our yeah, guest nice on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was, righteous. It was a kick-ass time. Good, good luck to you. Uh, making a second album, huh? Yeah, working on it now, okay. recording at my house. Pretty yeah, fun. Yeah. It's been the December 4th, 2012 edition of the Wild for Pedro show. And if anybody in Pedro tomorrow, 4 o'clock, go down to the, by Utro's at Fisherman yeah, yeah. Wharf and see the unveiling of the ghost yeah, fish. <laughs> okay. Everybody, uh, it's this kind of uh, season, uh, be, be careful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Always be careful, but especially this month. The weather. And, uh, Next uh, week we'll be back. We got uh, brother Matt's got somebody who does. Uh, the, the Russian TV dude doesn't look like he there doesn't look like he's going to be able to make it. They got a job or something. Oh uh, damn! But uh, I was thinking of, oh. of that other uh, um, the Fountain Muse who did the the show at Warner's. Um, okay. Yeah, so I was thinking of getting. So we're going to bring somebody in. But brother Matt's got a Pedro connection. Oh, Next cool. show. It's been December fourth, two thousand twelve. Edition off Pedro. Pedro show, keep your powder dry. Yeah.